flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop. Along with me is Blacked Out Reds fan. If you want to give your name, give your name. Blacked Out Reds fan here with a glass of bourbon. Nice. So let's just jump into some hot fucking stove. Uh... There's been some reports that uh, Noah Syndergaard is available and the Reds are interested, and I know that it's going to cost an arm and a leg um, to get him. Who would you be willing to give up for Noah Syndergaard? Hunter Green, for one. Absolutely. He's going to need surgery by the time June rolls around, if not if not April. Yeah. Um, he, like you said, with that... that injury that he had earlier this year it just seems like it's the next step is for it to completely blow up and and also the reds obviously have a very good track record of oh yeah. you know dealing with pitchers and giving them surgery when the time's right and not delaying the issue and compounding the issue absolutely i mean all you have to do is look at aaron harang and uh, i mean there's homer bailey even I remember before he had his Tommy John, they tried to do rehab and all that instead of just doing what needed to be done. Did we trade Homer Bailey for Noah Syndergaard? I don't know. Um, I would probably stay away from Trammell and Sinzel. I yes. India. India uh, I mean, I probably would, depending on the other pieces that are involved, uh, but. So I like, I really do like Jonathan India, but at the same time, he's only, we've had him in the system for what, six, no, I guess, yes, five months. Yeah. And he's played pro ball for two or three. So really, he's a very unknown commodity. Um, but, in, but he's had two great seasons in Florida and obviously excelled in the College World Series too. Um, but we've, we all know how some players in the college world series have performed who have not done so well in the major leagues too. So Brandon, Lawson. um, I was, that was the exact name I was thinking. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, India had an okay pro debut. I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into that just because, I mean, a lot of people have had some transition issues and then they tear it up later on, but right. I mean, he's definitely a top prospect, but I'm willing to give him up, especially if the return is Syndergaard. Right, and at the same time, India is probably another two to three, maybe even four years away from the majors, depending on what system he's in and and who's blocking him. Um, and I think that with the red system right now, as it is, I think there's a clear block at multiple positions for India. Um, I mean, if you look at second base, there's Scooter Jeanette at the major league level and possibly Senzel, and then. 
at shortstop, you've got Peraza and possibly Senzel. And then at third base, you've got Suarez and possibly Senzel. So I think that's that's another issue you have to look at, too. Right. And I'm intrigued by Senzel playing center field. Uh, I am, too. I think that from what I understand, it seems like he's a good enough athlete to make the transition. Um, and I know that center field might be – it's probably one of the tough positions on the field, but I, I think someone who has experience – as an athlete can, can make that transition and center field in great American ballpark is not necessarily the hardest position to play either. Right. Just because it's so small, especially in right center and with, um, depending on who you put in, right. If you're putting Scott Shebler in, right, he can even play center. So he would be able to cover right. some of that ground that, that you would lose with Billy Hamilton, not playing center. So, I mean, if that's in the discussion, then would you have an objection putting Shebler in center and moving Senzel to, like, a left field? I absolutely would do that. I think Shebler is replacement level in center field in terms of defense, and I think that's all you need, especially to get that better bat to climb up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because Billy Hamilton is – we all know how great of a defender Billy Hamilton has been robbed of multiple gold gloves, but – at the end of the day, are, is, are the runs that he saves in the outfield equivalent to the runs that he loses at the plate? And I, wow. I don't think the answer is yes. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, Billy Hamilton is a non-tender candidate. I know it's not going to happen because Bobby C. loves him. but Fucking Bobby C. Fucking Bobby C. But, yeah, if I was running the show, he would have been traded two <laughs> years ago. Right. But. At this point, I would not tender. I mean, because he's going to make seven, eight million dollars. This is his third year of arbitration. He is because I think he's making what almost over four this year. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're talking about adding thirty million to the payroll. Well, there's yes. eight you can chop off right there if you not tender Billy. And I under, I assume we're on the hook for Homer Bailey no matter yeah. what, right? Oh. And once we. Unless major some, league contacts guaranteed. Unless somehow, maybe maybe Bobby C can suck someone off and get him to take that twenty million off our hands. Unless it's Trump, I don't think Bobby's sucking anybody. But Fair. That, that's a good point. <laughs> I, he might I mean, one thing you could possibly do is attach him to like Iglesias or somebody. Like if you're gonna, that's a good point. And then take back like. A, Maybe not as bad of a contract, but a a decently bad contract in return. Uh, do you think it would have to be an Iglesias, or do you think it would have to be someone like a Hunter Green, or yeah. you know, even something like a Tramel? Like, you know what I mean? It's possible. Um, I don't. I don't. I still don't trade Tramel or Sinzel for a one year salary relief. I I, I don't either. Right. Uh, I think Tramel's Tramel's a real talent. I think I think he's going to do some really really good things in the league in the next few years. In my opinion, he's the Reds' best prospect. I know Nick Senzel is ranked as number one, but I think Tramel, his ability. I mean, he's only what nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah, he's he's still pretty young. I think we drafted him. Was it the year before Hunter Green or yeah, is that right? With Senzel, I believe. Yeah, because yeah. I think he was he was either I want to say he was at like our supplemental first round pick or mm-hmm. maybe even a second or third round pick. Yeah, but he was definitely within our within our top four or five uh, in 
in that draft. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's the most untouchable, in my opinion, in terms of prospects. I think uh, Eugenio Suarez is the overall most untouchable because of that. I mean, the team-friendly contract, he's entering his prime. To me, that's the last person in the entire organization I trade. But number two yep. would be Taylor Trammell. I agree. Um, and number three, in my opinion, would be Votto. Just... Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, going back to that, I think, yeah, Suarez with the team friendly deal that he signed this year. And I mean, that was, that actually was made the Reds look super smart. As much as I hate to say it, they <laughs> did it at the right time and got him on a hell of a deal. But I think that they saw the potential and really we got to see that potential when Cozart went down for an extended period of time and he's moved into that shortstop role. And, you know, you could see, you saw some glimpses of brilliance with the bat and the way that he swung it and, the control he has of it and and just the control he has of the bat head it's it's mm -hmm. wild and well, it yeah they definitely they definitely cast in on that potential and his plate discipline has gotten better too i mean i agree he's not swinging at anywhere near as many uh balls outside of the zone that he yep. did his first year and i mean he's willing to take a walk he he works counts i mean to me he is who you build around i, mean, I agree with you Bado, I love Joey, but he's what thirty four, going to be thirty five, something like that. So yeah, he's so he, a, yeah, he's he's a cornerstone, but he's not your premier cornerstone right. at this point. He's your cornerstone for the next two or three years, but long term, it's got to be uh, Suarez. And, yeah, for sure. Vado's, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, Vado's. I mean, he might still be as. I mean, we've seen the power numbers go down. Um, and I don't see, you know, I don't see him hitting 30 home runs again and maybe not even 25, but I mean, he's still going to get on base. He's still going to hit close to 300, but yeah, he's not, he's not the premier player he was in 2010 when he won the MVP. Well, and the thing is you don't need him to hit 37 home runs. Right, not at all. And, and to me, you bet him second. Yep. And you put Suarez behind him, or if you, if you're just keeping Scooter, you put him behind him. And, I mean, him getting on base is just going to provide so much more opportunity for people to have uh, RBI opportunities and uh, opportunities to hit with runners on base. So, like, Yep, which is what he needs. Right. And so, speaking of Scooter, do, one, will the Reds trade him? Two, should they? And three, if they were to trade him, what level of – player do you think they could get for him and maybe even four do you think the rest of the league values him as much as 75 percent of reds fans do i personally would trading the reds won't right and i also think the reds overvalue him fair if you if you look at his numbers he he's got a career war of 11.6 6.6 of that and this is the last two years so did he magically get it, or is he going to turn back into a pumpkin? And there's that narrative out there about Great American Ballpark, about it being small, and how it inflates in offensive numbers. So do other teams look at that and say, when he is playing 81 games, say, in Coors Field, is he going to have the same numbers? I'm he might. Sold. If you play in Coors Field, he might. Oh, but Coors, anywhere else, yeah. I don't know. 
but I also don't buy the small ballpark argument as much anymore, just because a lot of the newer parks are small, not just Great right. American. And some of the bigger parks, they've moved the fences in. I mean, they yep. did it in Detroit. They did it in, with the Mets you, new field, City Field. Uh, because it did right, because he couldn't hit the ball out anymore. Right. And I think even San Diego moved a portion of right field in. So, uh, I believe they may have even done the same with left field, too, because I was there a number of years ago, and... And now I don't don't quote me on this, but when I when I remember watching a game this summer, it didn't look like their left field fence was quite the same as when I was there. You were used to be able to go out and kind of view the game from a, a portion of like at the wall level of left field. Yeah, uh, didn't look like they had quite had that anymore as well. So I, I think you could be right on on both ends of their ballpark. Well, and then Houston uh, moved center field in too. They took out that stupid hill and yeah. uh, where it had the flagpole in play and. Uh, and that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that 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 hill was so stupid. I don't <laughs> know who thought that was a good idea. In the flagpole in play. I mean, the reason those old time ballparks had the weird quirks was because they were fitting them into it like a city block, not yeah. because they were just built to be stupid. Yep. And they also have the, they've got the fucking Crawford boxes there too, which are, I mean, what you. It's what, like 310, three, something three, like that. Is that 310? Yeah. yeah. You pop the ball up in left field on this and hit it out. It's yeah. wild. That's where Danny Graves had that home run. <laughs> Danny Gra- oh, my God. You're right about that. I forgot that he hit a home run in Houston. Yeah. He hit two. I don't know if the second one was in Houston, but he definitely hit that one in Houston. Danny Graves, and then he flipped off some fans. Good yeah. for him. He's like, the fans are booing it. So fuck it all. <laughs> Oh, that's I'll, I'll always forget that. I'm gonna have to pull up a video of that now. <laughs> Danny Graves. I remember they did. A, I think it was the Inquirer did a this big story about his tattoos, and he's like in the paper with his shirt off, and he looks like an idiot. He's got like a gut bigger than mine, and it's like really. That's funny. I did. How many tattoos does he have? Oh, he had like five. It wasn't like he had sleeves or anything. It was, and it was all stupid crap. It, this was like, this was like back in the like early two thousands, late nineties, something like that, when he first became the closer. And he, I don't. He's weirdo. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I can't find the video. It's gonna take some. It's gonna take some deep diving on that one, Coop. Oh, we'll get it. We'll post it somewhere. Yeah, we will. Maybe we'll have him on and ask him to explain that, himself. That would be great if we could get Danny <laughs> Graves on our podcast. Something tells me we're not going to get many current or former Reds on our podcast. But hey, wild wow, to, to build up some repertoire. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe maybe someone will think our content's funny. All the content's awesome. Like I can't decide if like we should keep it light and like if I should not cuss or if I should just. Go- let it rip and just not fucking care. We can always label it as like mature or whatever it's called. Fair. Fine. Yeah, I guess I guess I don't really want kids listening to this anyway. Well, and I don't really want people that like I you know like family listening to it either. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Jeremy, there are many, many people who like know who I am on this. Well, if that makes sense. The good thing about 
me is if you Google my name, you get an actor, and you don't have to find anything about me. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's very uh, Let's do one more. Let's see. I'm trying to get my laptop to pull up, but I had to do one of those stupid fucking Windows updates. <laughs> oh, the best is when you're trying to shut down. And it's doing yeah. an update, and it's like 1%, 2%, and you're like, screw everything. What's another topic one, we can One of the IT guys I work with is like, it happens every single Tuesday. Oh. So like, like they're like, open your laptop on Tuesday morning and update it. That way you won't have to worry about it. Well, the thing is they tell us to keep ours on so that the auto-updates will work. Mm-hmm. Every, t- every time you have to restart because something crashes. Yep. It, it does the update, and you're like, come on. All right. Um, you want to talk about the coaching staff and how they haven't filled it out yet? <laughs> yeah, sure. Who have they filled? So I know they've got pitching coach, hitting coach, and then is it assisting hitting coach? Yeah, and then uh, J.R. House is going to be third base coach and, and, and coach the pitchers. And, so yeah, cool. they don't have a bullpen coach. They don't have a first base coach. And they don't have a bench coach, right? Yeah, and you know what? Riggleman's gone. He signed with the Mets today. Yeah, so I saw that. What to do without him. Honestly, I agree with cleaning house on the major league staff. I'd probably clean house on the minor league staff, too. Because, I mean, obviously something wasn't working. I mean, guys just doing bonehead things, you know. Yeah, and, I think there's a lot not working. And right. It, it, I think it was it's an organizational issue. Um, have they changed? And I f- feel like I remember seeing this at some point during the season. Did they change scouting directors or head of scouting, something like that? Because I know it was is it Scott Buckley or yeah, Chris they Buck- they changed around uh, some of their international scouting and um, they they promoted the farm director and brought somebody in. I forget where he came from. I can't forget his name. You know, this is where, you know, if we're prepared, you know, something like this would be good. Uh, I know they've changed a lot around, um, and they've talked about when they when they got the new pitching coach from Milwaukee, who, uh, you know, again, I can't remember his name because, you know, preparation. Uh, they talked about a whole philosophical change throughout the organization. I think that's needed just because it's Johnny Cueto's, the last starting pitcher worth a damn that they've developed. Well, I think he might be, and, and I don't mean this really against any player that we've ever had, but I think he's realistically the last Latino player that we've successfully developed. Am I right or wrong? No, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, Suarez was a trade and uh, Peraza right. was a trade. Um, Chapman, like you could argue Chapman was homegrown, but... He was pretty. He, he was, was pretty. pretty yeah. Um, he was pretty established, I should say. Um, Iglesias, we've we've I guess technically homegrown, but again, he was pretty Same established. Thing. Yeah. And then Luis Castillo was a trade. And, uh, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my no. head. Cueto, uh, Volk, even Volquez, he was a trade was a from trade, the Rangers. Yeah. Same year as Cueto. Um, Gosh, I'll, I'll never forget that watching because that was like kind of the first year that they started broadcasting spring training games, and I'll never forget the game I watched Cueto and Volquez pitch. I was like, "Wow, this uh, 
this might be okay for the next couple of years. These two guys look pretty good. And and I know the Reds, at least in the last two years, have really invested in the Dominican Academy. Uh, right. Well, they've had to wait a couple of years too, right? Because they um, they signed that shortstop. Was it Alfredo Rodriguez? And they went over their mm-hmm. their pool money and had to pay a penalty or couldn't sign people for a year or so. Is that am I making that up? No, that you're correct? not. This last international signing period is why they traded so much of their slot money because they couldn't go over that. Uh, uh, right, like you said, that three hundred thousand dollars because of the penalty from the year before. I think 2019 they'll be able to sign whoever they want. Uh, based on their pool number, but um, I, I do like the idea of being able to trade that uh, international slot money. I think they should be able to trade uh, draft picks too. I mean, are they? I mean, the NBA does it, NFL does it, NHL does it. I guess to be honest with you, I guess I've never thought about that with trades. Um, I but I've never also with you saying that I've never ever seen draft picks involved in a trade, so I, I guess I've never thought that, that it's against the rules. But is yeah, it? No, they are. They are not allowed to. You're not allowed to trade draft picks. I think that. Why? Yeah, that's right. Why? What's the purpose? And I know the thought is that teams like the Yankees are just going to trade draft picks, but who cares? It's their draft picks. I, I agree with you, and I guess I guess the other argument might be a team like. So who was the worst team in the league this year? Was it the Marlins? No, I guess it was it was the Royals or the Padres. Or, I can't. Either remember. way, so whoever had the the I guess the the top pick in this year's draft. Well, I guess that wouldn't even benefit them if they because they if they traded the top pick that wouldn't really benefit them much at all. Right, but say you have a terrible farm system. You could use your draft picks to make deadline deals. Say, yeah. say you're Kansas City and you're in contention, but you don't really have that top quality piece to go get a starter. Trade your first round pick. I, I still yeah. see a problem with it. I don't. I really don't either. I really don't. I, yeah, that sometimes I feel like it's a little ass backwards. Yeah, uh, I'm really, I'm honestly, a, they've they've said that Rob Manfred's making an announcement at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm 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 a little nervous as to what that might be. I, from what I read, it was about gaming, and I'm wondering if it's sports betting. And if it's sports betting, then the Pete Rose people are gonna just lose their shit. Freak out! They will absolutely freak out. And they're like, right. oh, Pete needs to be in the home. Oh. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Child Molesters, but I don't know about baseball. He needs to be in the jail. Um, And and that's the thing. Yeah, he had, you know, a bunch of singles and 4,256 hits, but the rules were plastered on every clubhouse. Do not bet on the games. And he did. And what's the penalty? You're banned for life. You do Mm -hmm. the crime, do the time. I've got no sympathy for him. I have no sympathy for him at all, and and I and from what I understand, he's kind of a douchebag in general. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, he he went to you know minimum security jail for tax evasion. 
he, you know, really, just, I didn't even know he went to jail. Yeah, that was. I want to say it was the nineties. Um, it wasn't for like very long. It was like a couple months, and then he like went to a halfway house. Um, but then there's those stories that you know, underage girls, and, right? Which is just disgusting. Um, it is a little disgusting. And I mean, he <laughs> he used to uh, like bring his girlfriend to the Reds games, you know, when he was still married. And so their son would go home and tell their mom, "Hey, guess who I saw at the game? Daddy's girlfriend." That was <laughs> in I forget where I read that. It was in some profile of him a few years ago, and I'm like, you, "Do you just not care?" I don't think he did, to be honest with you. I mean, everybody tells you how great you are. You probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't care either, but I wouldn't be kid diddling either. That's also true. There's a draw line somewhere. Yeah, diddling of the kids is where I draw the line. That's a good draw. That's a good place to draw the line for sure. All right. All right. Um, I think I. You can find uh, trades between teams. So, like, how, if we were to pick, like, the Mets, you can find every trade that the Reds and the Mets have made. Right. So That Matt, would be a good thing to know. Matt Harvey for Miserocco, Jay Bruce for <laughs> Dilson. Dielson. Dielson. It's Dielson. Also, by the way, the Reds really fucked up on that. Why? Why did he not play more in the second half of the season? I'm still struggling to figure that out because that's the it main like piece. He made plays, made right. hit, had hits. I mean, unless they just knew they weren't going to bring him back and they didn't want him to do well, I don't know. I think it's... they had made up their mind that they were just they were not going to give him the opportunity. There. And I, th- I think he's with the Orioles now. Did he? Oh, did he already sign a contract? Um, I think he signed like a minor league contract. Oh, here you go. July third, nineteen ninety eight. The Reds traded Lenny Harris for John Hudick. Oh, John Hudick. Remember him? Um, Just to call Hudick when he walked in the locker room. <laughs> Reds traded. Let's see. How'd you find this? It's just on, uh, I looked up the Reds on Baseball Reference, and if you scroll down, you can, it says franchise, franchise trade history, if I could talk. Let's see about the Yankees. Let's see what the Reds have done with the Yankees. Oh, Chapman, I don't even want to look at that. <clears throat> Denny Nagel. <laughs> Who'd we get? What year was that? Nagel would have been, was that 98? Did we get Dennis Reyes for him? Dennis Reyes came from the Dodgers, I believe. I think you're right. Paul O'Neill for Roberto Kelly. God, I remember that. That was before my team. July 12, 2000, the Yankees traded Jackson Millian, Drew Henson, Brian Reith, and Ed Yarnell for Mike Frank and Denny Nagel. 
Drew Henson, that's right. And then we traded Drew Henson back like three months later. And then he went and played a couple games for the Cowboys. Something like that, yeah. Um, and now who knows what the fuck he's doing these days. Got Brandon Clawson and Charlie Manning for Aaron Boone. Brandon Clawson sucked. <laughs> Brandon Clawson. He's a shit. And then we traded Charlie Manning back to the Yankees for Gabe White the next year. Fucking Yankees. <laughs> Yankee December 8, 2005. Yankees traded Tony Womack in cash for Ben Himes and Kevin Howard. <laughs> Remember Tony Womack for like a week. Tony Womack. He's former Diamondback, right? Yeah. He He played for a bunch of teams. Let's see about the Royals. Tony Womack, yeah. Forgot about him. Um, I think this is all the Reds will hire us. I don't think the Reds are going to want any part of this once we get going. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think the Reds are going to want any part of this shit either. I mean, we talked about Bob Castellini sucking dick earlier, so. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But he, he can suck a dick for all I, I care. Mean, he can. I mean, I bet he sucks a mean one. I bet he does. I bet he practices on some of his fucking cucumbers he's got in his stupid-ass fruitware. <laughs> Shoves that fruit in some places. That's <laughs> <laughs> where the E. coli came from. Yeah, so I know. Can... Romaine lettuce. Yeah, no, it was from Bobby's ass. Oh, here we go. Did okay, so on MLB's website, I can go back all the way to 2001 and see transactions hmm. on in through November. So let me see what November 26, 2001 has to say about anyone. Yeah. Let's see. The Chicago Cubs signed left-handed. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Left-handed pitcher Todd Van Poppel signs contract with the Texas Rangers. I thought he was a right-hander. I don't know. This says left-hander. Maybe maybe MLB's trolling us. Maybe. But yeah, so that's going to be a good start. Huh. See if huh. no, let's see if November 2001 the Reds made any deals. They did. On November 17th, they purchased the contracts of Ricardo Aramboles, Chris Booker, and Scott McRae. I've never November, heard of any of those people. November 7th, they reinstated Pete Harnish from the 60-day DL. Remember Pete Harnish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they announced that uh, Pete, oh, Pete Harnish also, also opted for free agency along with Jose Rio and Joey Hamilton. Joey and Hamilton. Contracts of Austin Kearns and Ben Broussard. Ben Broussard, yeah, they traded him to the Indians, and he had, like, one good year, and everybody was pissed. Yeah. And it's he name fell I'm... right off the face of the planet. Yeah, so this will definitely be a good place to start. Uh, this will be this good. Can... I, uh, it had been a while since I'd talked out loud about baseball. It felt really good. <laughs> Yeah, instead of just typing with your thumbs on the phone. <laughs> exactly, and then just get mad about what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. I appreciate you doing this, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we uh, we can we can add more people to this, too, if we really want to get rough and rowdy. BRM, have you met BRM? No, I haven't. 
The only he's so, so fucking cool. And he is like got the perfect voice for radio. And he's just a sports dude in general, so he would be such a great addition. Yeah, I know he had, he had really he was really interested in uh, doing it, and I know some of the other ones were wanting to like guest and not like commit to like a weekly or biweekly thing or anything. But yeah, I, I think if if we could get this to weekly, maybe even every like ten days or something, I would be happy. Weekly, bi-weekly is fine with me. Yeah. I think monthly is, is a little too far to go between yeah. sessions. But, yeah, I mean, even yeah, even if you shoot for every seven to any, anywhere between seven and 14 days, I think that's fine. Um, especially in the off season, you might even be able to do once every four to seven days in the regular season, depending on what's going on. Right, yeah. Like even like if something major happens, we could see if we're available and like do like a – I was going to say, like, yeah, like in the regular season, you could even do like a, like, maybe the Reds have like a such a shitty game that you want to have like a 20 minute episode just to fucking bash yeah, them. Right. You have like a great game where you want to have a 20 minute session where you're just like, wow, look at what they did tonight. So I think, yeah, that's definitely something we could do. Maybe even do uh, like a trade, de- trade deadline one where we're yes. like doing it like the last hour of the deadline. Yeah, that would be cool. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, people wouldn't be able to hear it for another couple of days, but it would be no. That would be really cool. Yeah, if we had like a, like a, like a, or just even like a check-in session, like the day of, where it's like let's check in every thirty minutes and see what's going on yeah. and see if we've heard any rumors or anything like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, this is. I think this will be a lot of fun. It'll be. Uh, it'll good be a good way to keep uh, to keep baseball and the Reds at the top of mind and. Right. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. It'd be good to, especially in the when it's late August and the Reds are thirty games out. It'll be a good, yeah, fun exactly. way. Exactly. Keep it. And going. then you know, would be and like even it would still be funny too if like somehow we might be able to get a media credential out of this and then just start really people. That would be hilarious if we're that in the be- we're sitting there next to John Fay and C Trent <laughs> and just being jackasses. Be like, hey, I would probably model my behavior off PFT commenter and just wear sunglasses all the oh, yeah. We get, we go in and interview a player and be like, who's got the biggest dick on the team? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, all right. Oh, dude. So there was this – speaking of that, this you can even, this might even be something that would be funny to include the podcast. But this is one of the best stories, baseball stories I've ever read of all time. Um, it was this book that I read. I think his name was Matt McCarthy. Um, and it was, I'm going to have to look the name of, of, of the book up, but it was something along the lines of like my year in minor league baseball or something like that. It was about this guy that got drafted in like the 35th round out of like Harvard or Yale or some other Ivy league school or something like that. And he was like this left-handed pitcher and he was in the Angels system. And he was talking at one point, like he was uh, on the same team as Eric Ibar, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about how at one point in the locker room, Eric Ibar pulled his pants down, took a hot dog bun, and stuck his dick in the hot dog bun and was, like, running around the locker room. <laughs> it was seriously one of the most ridiculous – I had to reread it because, like, did I seriously just read that or did I make that up in my mind somehow? Well, and I know was, there's, a, there's a story that – I think it was P. Rose that told they were on a USO tour during Vietnam – and Joe DiMaggio was with him, and he tells the story of Joe DiMaggio being 
build. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Dude, baseball players are a weird breed. We yeah, definitely do not want to, I definitely do not want to get sued. No. No, this is supposed to be fun, not like, you know, meet a lawyer or anything. We should probably always say, like, every time we're before we're about to tell a story, be like, now, this is all hearsay and conjecture. We have no idea if this is true. But we heard that Chris Welsh loves fat chicks and cocaine. Right. You know, and who doesn't really? I mean, who doesn't, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all we've all been there. I mean, right now, cocaine and fat chicks doesn't sound all that bad. That's what Todd needs. Exactly. That is exactly what Todd needs. I've never met Todd. Todd. Heavy dosage of fat chicks and cocaine. The people.